Hello, hello, and happy the depths of December in the Northern Hemisphere, one of our darkest days with the longest of nights. Marlena and I are today in between our scheduled recordings because we could not hold back from coming on here and talking to you about an important topic, a topic that is showing up so very, very much for both of us and and many a woman, I would say, around us, the topic of exhaustion and deep rest. And so while, again, we are in the middle of recording the second cycle of Health in Sisterhood, and that will be launching, now officially we can say, at the beginning <laughs> of next year, we are here with this special. Mm. Yeah. It's a special. Yeah, a holiday <laughs> special, Christmas special. Mm. whatever you yeah. celebrate special or don't celebrate That's proper yeah 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 shall we dive right in do it mm-hmm. um i think as anna mentioned the reason we are wanting to talk about this or we desire to talk about this is that we both experiencing to a degree exhaustion tiredness physical mental emotional spiritual on all levels in a way and there is just that calling for just slow down and rest and come back to you come back to center maybe we can take a bit of time to share a bit where we are at individually would that make sense Yeah? Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to go first? Or do you want to... Up to you. I I feel like I've been deeply in this inquiry with so many (laughs) women also coming and responding to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just noticing something in my life has changed in a way where I... uh, And it's funny how that happened, right? But to me, exhaustion this time is very much linked to doing things that are not fully true to my heart. And where I had the hopes, like I had the hopes, I started a a new job, um, part-time. And I had the hopes that it will all sort itself out. But when I really come to, like when I really honestly observe this, moment in my life I can say okay it wasn't fully in alignment with what my heart was actually wanting or needing um there was partially for sure there were things that aligned with me and I had my reasons to start this job that were close to my heart but I I don't know I can't it kind of felt that the intention that I set to start this job wasn't um i don't know if enough is the right word but wasn't what would nourish my heart properly and so now having done this for i'm in like three months only and i notice more and more how tired i am and i can notice this this energy happening in many of us because of different reasons like i have another friend who's also feeling quite tired and disconnected and quite 
I think that's also how it's presenting itself for me, numb. It's like I don't feel, I'm normally a very energetic person, a very bubbly person, a very easily feel gratitude and I feel excited for the things that are happening such as uh, for me it's Christmas I used to get so excited about Christmas and then this year around I'm like mm, I'm not even close to feeling the Christmas magic so I noticed some disconnection there. I noticed some numbness towards feelings, really, towards any feeling, towards the good ones, but also the bad ones. I'm just kind of like zoned out. Um, and that's how the exhaustion is manifesting. And it's hard to wake up in the morning. Even though I sleep a lot, I don't feel rested. And so the it was interesting because Anna shared that question with me, what is deep rest or what do you want to share around that topic um, as an inquiry? I think you sent that to a few other women too. Um, and I haven't even had the spaciousness within me to reflect on it because that's exactly what I haven't given myself properly, that deep rest. And I, I, like, I recently watched a video around Enneagrams and burnout and it explains like two types of rest and one is the kind of like the rest that you do to distract yourself and to like the typical numbing things like uh, for some people eating watching things or um, working hard well working hard maybe not procrastinating whatever it is you know whatever mechanism we have or um, yeah and then there's, on the other hand, there's that kind of like the deep rest, the resting rest or the restful rest. Because I think there's a restless rest and there's a restful rest. It sounds a bit bizarre. But that is more like sleeping and really taking time to slow it down, to be with yourself and or to do things that nourish you. Yeah, and I can definitely sense how I am missing a bit of that light hearted, fun, joy, um, excitement at the moment. That's my scenario right now. I don't know if that's clear, but I do think so. Do you want to share a bit about where you are at? <sighs> Thanks, Marlena. Um, my inquiry around depressed has come through I would say two two avenues finally reaching each other at, at a pivotal moment um, last week when I sent this inquiry as Marlena mentioned to um, a collective of women um, seeking their wisdom around it one avenue has been my work my participation in a in a group of women coming together to learn and to embody the Celtic calendar and that journey started at Samhain um, on the 31st of October of this year and in the Celtic calendar as of that moment we step into the dark side of the calendar so it is a six-month journey into the darkness. It is also looked at from the 
Celtic tradition as the feminine energy of where we go into the, the depth of the womb, womb being dark. <laughs> and, and it's also right at the, sort of right in the middle of that, of that space, or we also celebrate the um, winter solstice, which is coming up now on the 21st of December. And so there's this sort of, I feel like since the 31st of October for me, it's been somewhat of a countdown towards the shortest days and the longest nights, where in the Northern Hemisphere, really, we have the longest hours of darkness. And, and as I've been part of this, you know, this learning of the myths and the legends and the traditions of the Celts, um, it's also brought in like my own journey of like, how am I embodying that? How do I see, understand, live the cyclicality of darkness and light and the seasons and the winter season really going back so deep and across so many traditions where it's a moment, it is actually a season of resting. It's not a moment of resting. It's a season that is dedicated for rest. It's dedicated not only for the beings, the human beings, but also the other beings, the animals, the nature. You know, I, I've been noticing myself. We've had a lot of snow here in Poland over the last week, and I've been noticing myself going for walks and seeing, like, good eight ten inches of snow on top of trees and being like oh the tree is resting it's covered by this blanket of snow you know and and so that's been one avenue of my inquiry and the second really came at a much more personal level at a much in a much more personal space where I unexpectedly had somebody asking me, when am I mm -hmm. resting? <laughs> mm. And I think if, I think in most cases, you know, if, if I wouldn't, wouldn't have been on such an inquiry and really like looking at the outside and looking for um, like this external inspiration of what darkness time is supposed to be like I think it wouldn't have hit me as hard as it did where I started to realize that oh I'm like mentally practicing this but mm. how am I actually embodying this deep rest and as this inqu this inquiry came towards me and I felt that exhaustion take over my body and the lack of actual knowing in my body of when I really, truly, deeply rested last. And what that even really feels like. And seeking to, like, make some kind of connotation to it. Um, I'm really proud of myself for this moment because normally that would have left me going even deeper in my mind and wanting to like make a plan of how I'm going to deep rest. <laughs> and I did not that. <laughs> uh, but I went into 
how can I practice this mm-hmm. right away? Literally, right away. I went into middle of the day taking mm. a nap. Mm. So later in the day, going for a walk and letting myself just take in everything and watching myself pace slower. And on that walk, I decided this is an inquiry that I don't seek to like need to figure out by myself. And it was then that that inner prompting came of like, there's a collection of like, there's a whole collective of women that I know have this wisdom within them, in their experiences, in their knowing, in their own challenges and questions. And I'm going to seek that. And that to me was also a practice of deep resting where I let go of the control. I let go of needing to be the one to know. And I've been nourished. I literally of the answers and the responses and the wisdom that that keeps flowing in. It's been just over, it's going to be a week today since that inquiry has gone out to about 20 women. And I feel like they've been, it's been a blanket that's been like covering me up (laughs) and letting me go deeper into my own practice Mm. little by little of what deep rest is. Mm. And so that's, I think that's beautiful. That's so, so beautiful. And maybe, I don't know if you feel like sharing a couple of the insights that you got from the other women throughout today's episode. Let's see if it flows that direction. Um, but what comes, like one thing that kind of came up for me when you were sharing all of this, like, oh yeah, right. It's like, I know that my body wants to rest. Not just my body, everything in me wants to rest. I want to rest my head too. I just want to slow it down. I don't want to have to constantly do. I just want to physically sleep. And um, I just want to feel peaceful. Um, Yet here I am noticing myself again and again doing things like going to bed very late or even procrastinating going to bed by doing like the, the bigger things like watching YouTube or series or so. Or even, even like smaller things, distracting myself, like, I don't know, doing things, taking ages in the bathroom, you know, postponing the moment that I go to bed. And so I find it, or even like napping, like that sounds so delightful, but at the moment, like I'm so wired, I feel, that, or in my my mind beliefs, I'm so wired that resting won't happen or it's kind of like a waste of time, right? So what came up when you were sharing that was, hmm, so I know that this is what my body wants, yet here I am blocking myself from it. And so what does that block want for me? Is that That's kind of like the question that I want to ponder on a little bit more. Because I know everything that we do, um, whether our mind perceives it as good or bad, but it serves a purpose for us. That's how human beings are designed. 
everything that we do or think or feel somehow serves a purpose. And so me blocking myself from resting, what purpose does that serve in a way? Like how is it trying to to help me? Um, and I think that to me is probably the key towards finally just letting go. Because I can already see, you know, it's not that hard to actually just say the next two weeks I'm going to take off fully. But somehow there's something resisting inside of me so much to just that idea to not have anything. And I think, I wonder, but this is what I'm accessing with my head at the moment because I'm not ready to go there yet. But I do think that there are some emotions that I'm afraid to feel and there's something bottled up inside of me that I'm too afraid to feel that is linked to the exhaustion I feel. Um, yeah, and I I wonder if that could, for me personally, that's probably my step one towards accessing even the the possibility of rest and of deep rest yeah yeah the blocks the blocks and what I what really rang in my ears and I, I heard you say is the the possibility of letting go right so Two elements of my inquiry that took me this the level deeper than just how do I depress is how is depressed intertwined in my self-identity? Right? And there mm-hmm, what's my relationship with it? And secondly, is the actual inquiry of what deep rest is like really the depth of a surrender the depth of letting go the depth of letting all of that come forth without the knowing of what will result in it and I love you know I'm deeply in in this right now and and the celtic tradition speaks to the kaliak which is the sag as we know her right the 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 feminine vision vision of a feminine figure that is relatively old and like we think of her as the one who lives in the woods and is ugly and all of this right and she's the one that rules this time Mm. of the year she's the one that is at the depths of that darkness Mm. and at the same time Mm. she calls in with so much Mm. love because she has experienced all of the cycles of life And so she brings in this deep, deep wisdom that for us in the modern world where self-identity is so much linked to being busy 
is so much linked to how much am I producing, creating, being in joy even, right? And having that that be the constant is we fear mm-hmm. her. We fear that energy yeah. of the darkness and of this deep, yeah. deep surrender. Whereas she says and she pulls us into it so that things can right. die as winter. In winter, things die. So new can, things yeah. can blossom. Yeah. I oh, This is so beautiful. And I'm so grateful for this conversation here right now. Because what I'm taking for this from this, and maybe this also makes it, um, grounds it a little bit more in, it's nearly like we are... There's so much identification with what our mind perceives as good, you know, like the good feelings, joy, or even the productivity, the creativity, the success, you know, and there's there's a lot of attachment to that and wanting it to be that way. And on the same like in the on the same hand or on the other hand, I don't know which one. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, but there is that fear of what our mind perceives as bad. And I think everybody has different, like, good or bads. But, like, for me, for an instance, slowing down, resting, like, that is like, oh, no, that's boring, you know, or um, or it's not going to give me what I want, or I don't know. So the, the, the it's the running away from the bad, from the ugly, like, not not liking exhaustion, not liking the rest, not liking the despair or not liking the end of something, not liking the sadness, not liking anything that comes up with when things are ending, when a year ends and when winter is here. So... That I find this very beautiful too, and it's the message again and again and again, right? To embrace the ugly and to not need it to be any other way. And I, it's so funny because I know that we started this conversation, I think even before recording, and I was saying, oh, I'm I'm missing the sense of gratitude. I'm missing the sense of joy and of lightheartedness. And even that, that's the attachment. Of course, I want to feel that way. But in saying so, I am running away from what is present here now. And so I'm not accepting what is present here now. And my question, I think, at the beginning of our personal conversation, Anna and I, we have this question that we ask at the beginning, what brings magic or what brings spirituality today into our conversation? What is it that we are needing or sensing will support us here and my thing was hmm, I'm not a hundred percent sure but I somehow want to understand how I can accept I think I said accept no how I can accept this sense that I'm feeling at the moment so that I can move on but even in saying that, it's it's again, it's like we're I'm placing a condition to the unknown, to the thing that I don't like, to the exhaustion. It's like, ooh, I want to feel you, I want to accept you so that you can go away. <laughs> and that's not how it works. And I know that. But I, yeah. Yeah, somehow it, it made something 
resonated on a different level there. It's this, all right, embrace the ugly. It's okay to feel exhausted. It's okay to feel bored. It's okay to feel hopeless too, like all of the things that can very easily creep in in the winter times. Yeah. It really um, gave me these images of the recreation that we've created, the recreation of the images of this time of the year that have been created by our society and where this does linger in every shape and form and where we turn. This, before we've even finished the year, we're already on to the new. We are awaiting the new presence. We are awaiting the New Year's resolutions. We are in the vibe of the new. Very little, if none at all, is there an actual ritual and tradition around the old? Around how have I done this year? What is it that I've let go? What is it that has served me? What hasn't? What am I getting rid of? And making space, if at all, for a new to come in. And as much as I come from a Catholic home, I do not practice um, Christianity um, any longer. There, in the old tradition, in the depths of it, was that you did not sing Christmas carols. I remember this from my childhood. We did not have Christmas carols or Christmas music on until the 25th of December. The time prior to was primarily in very kind of low, mellow kind of music or carols, if at all, because that was the time of like the deep silence and the death and everything that we've been in reflection of to then allow for birth to take place, which in Christianity is the birth of Jesus, right? The rebirth every year. And we don't even get to that because <laughs> we're just these days kind of moving so quickly into the summer hype and, and being in that kind of summer energy very quickly, passionately, passing through or brushing through autumn to get into the the winter that's around the joyfulness of um of christmas and don't get me wrong there is a lot of light and a lot of love and um and newness and yet from my observation and my own reflections is that in that form of our social structures we are again pushing up mm. against the things that we find to be worse right. to be bad and so instead of embracing duality that is yeah right the light and the dark the beautiful and the ugly the old and the new 
we are focusing on one and we're making one better mm -hmm. than the other. Yeah. Which creates, again, separation rather yeah. than togetherness. Yeah. It brings up something in me where it's more of an, a call to the people that are listening here because... For me, the past few months, they've been very interesting because I started working for someone again, which hasn't been the case in a very long time, right? And so I can definitely see how there is a... Because one is more in the... And I think this is beautiful that this is actually here now for me. Like, one is more in the in the structure, in the social structure, somehow, when working for someone, I am more, I feel more in a social structure, I shouldn't say one, I feel more like I'm more in the way how society functions now. And so I can see how it is just really hard when you work for someone to just say, I'm, I'm slowing it down, you know, I, I, I can, I have the space to slow it down. And I think vice versa, if you are somebody that works with someone or you are the employer, I think it's also not easy to say, I'm going to just slow it down now. And so that I can embrace the slowness, that I can embrace, like normally we just go like, this is what I'm experiencing now. It just keeps on going in the same pace as the entire year. And that's just like, if we look, as you said at the beginning, if we look at nature, it's just unnatural. We do not have the same pace. We cannot have the same pace. We cannot have the same capacity, the same uh, amount of energy um, in this season. Just biologically, I think that just doesn't work. And so I think I want to take with me how can I support myself in slowing down even though I feel these um, structures or these conditions in the outside. Now, luckily, I have until the end of this week and then I'm off. <laughs> so that will be easier. But I even want to do it like this week. How can I allow myself and accept that I am slower in a work field where it's always asked to be as optimized in your time as possible. Mm. And kind of feel maybe some of the things that I've come through would be worth would be worth sharing and thank you for all the women who have responded and are listening to this um, very much nourish and cherish your your wisdom um, one of the first like inquiries um, when it comes to deep rest that echoed through and I heard you say this Marlene as well at some point in our conversation is um, the review of what is in my life 
Right. There's a really, it's a really big question that can be also broken down. Mm. It's something that I do over the 12 Nights of Magic, kind of guide through, um, which I'll get to a little bit later. But the question of what's, what's rooted in your life, um, is that rootedness bringing you energy? Is that rootedness uh, bringing you aliveness? And, and where, where is it not? And there can be a number of reasons why that is. It might be the constellation that needs shifting. It might be the whole thing, be that a relationship, be that a project, be that a place of living, whatever it is. So first would be an inquiry of what is bringing and rooting me into energy, into aliveness, and what is what is taking more than, than it should. Secondly is the inquiry around cyclicality and embracing the element of dark and light and rest and, and not rest and like action. And noticing also through a personal inquiry of where is, are parts of my life in the death cycle? in the dark cycle, right? And that's an inquiry that also comes and goes and reemerges in our lives. And this is what I, again, absolutely am loving about the Celtic calendar that I'm learning because it's also looking at how does that cyclicality come into all parts of our lives at all moments of our lives. And what that could mean is that I may be in the depths of darkness in my relationship and things need to change while I might be in the spring and summer of my work projects and noticing that, the, the differences, that it doesn't all have to be exactly the same. And then looking at the actual landscape and nature and as, a, as an invitation to lean into it, right? So right now for us in our Northern Hemisphere, we can actually look to winter as like a guide, as some sort of a mother that's like bringing us a blanket and telling you, hey, here's how to do it. Look for the inspiration around in nature. Another inquiry that came up in the reflections has been around really the daily. How do I bring depressed into my daily, fast-moving pace life where, as you said, Marlena, I can't quite shift all the things that I would to go into hibernation, right? The calling is like, how do I depress without needing to go into hibernation? By the way, like... A pro over here um, of like cutting off and doing that every once in a while. And two things that really stuck to me was one, cat naps. 
a friend, um, a colleague from Japan shared this.、Uh, she said this is something she's learned in the Japanese culture where it is very fast paced and there's a very、um, kind of a lot of self identification around work and the urgency of that. And I said, it's like I have it deeply in me to take cat naps at any point in time. If I know I have 10 to 15 minutes in a bus, I'm going to go into deep breathing, resting my eyelids, and I'm going to have a cat nap. I'm not going to take out my phone. I'm not going to do social media. I, I might even rest by looking out the window and notice what's happening in my body at that point. And another one on the daily. Reflection is resting in every conscious exhale. An exhale can allow us to really lean back into our body, feel into where our heart touches our spine, where our spine touches the back of our skin. And feeling the spaces in between. And with every exhale, deepening into rest. And I'm going to quote here because I absolutely loved his description. My friend went further to say every exhale is like a hug coming in from the back and hugging me into a deep rest. And I hope that those inquiries are, are like gifts into your stockings across this time. Wherever you are and whatever you're celebrating, whatever season you are in, there's always a calling for rest,、mm. I feel. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. I feel this feels very complete. I feel this feels complete. <laughs>、um, shall we do a bit of an end of the podcast episode meditation, breathing, embodiment practice? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I can just briefly speak to、oh, yeah, 12、right. Nights of Magic、um, <laughs> before you go into that. <laughs>、um, so, 12 Nights of Magic is a once, an, it's an annual because <laughs> it happens only between the 24th of December and the 6th of January, a introspection and visualization for the new year that I bring, to, bring forward.、Mm, it's something that grew. Four years ago, where I first learned of the actual tradition、um, in both the German and Austrian、uh, myth and legends, which is named Rachnacht. I can't say it. Why don't I use it?、Um, so, Rachnacht.、Um, and, and it's really believed to be a time where. 
there's space between the old and the new and a big vastness opens up where we have access both to the underworld and the dream world in a way that is unlike any other time during the year. What it provides is a great time to do what we just spoke to, which is rest, rest the reflection of the past, looking into the old, doing deep cleaning and clearing and making space for that which we want, which we desire, which energizes and brings that light into the other seasons of our life, into 2023 in this case. And so it's a daily package that I send via email to you if you decide to be on this journey. It incorporates journal prompts, embodiment practices, inner cleaning and clearing exercises as well as guidance on how to go deeper into the dream world and it starts as I said on the 24th of December the night of the 24th um, and I'd love to have you there I think I'm going to join again I will feel I will feel into the resting bit because I'm like oh I don't want to take on another thing but I, I remember I did it last year with you And I think the one, if I remember correctly, one of the things that I actually took away from it was that I can trust in the magic of the moment and not needing it to be any different. Um, like I remember that and the slowing down piece was also part of it for sure. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so highly recommended. Um Yeah, if you want to do something nice for yourself, those 12 days are truly magical. Yeah. All right. I invite everybody who's not driving <laughs> to come into a comfortable position. If you're driving, you might uh, want to, or not just driving, but if you feel that you are in a state where you don't want to go into deep rest. <laughs> um, we'll come back to this later on. Stop here and you're welcome to join us later. And the others I invite fight to find a comfortable position. You might want to close your eyes or bring your gaze down, whatever feels most safe and comfortable to you. And for this moment... And just focus on your breathing, not needing it to change, just allowing it to breathe as it wants to and witness the breathing. Notice if it's regular or if there's any pause. How is the breathing in? Where do you breathe in? Where do you notice the breathing coming into your body? And then bring your awareness to the breathing out.
Are you breathing out fully? How long is your breathing out? Just notice without judging. And what happens to your body as you breathe out? And then notice what happens in between the moments where your breath shifts from breathing in to breathing out, or from breathing out to breathing in. Are you stopping at any point? Are you holding your breath? in any of those moments. And then I invite you to take a deep breath, breathing deeply and fully in. And breathing deeply and fully out. And one more deep breath. And for a moment, bring your awareness to the parts of your body that feel tired or exhausted. Maybe it is your mind that feels tired or exhausted, your heart, whatever it is. Just for this moment, as you're breathing in and out, feel the tiredness without it needing to be different. This is the space right now to feel tired to feel exhausted to feel the darkness within it's welcome And if you notice it being hard, that's okay too.
and slowly deepening your breathing again. And taking a moment to give gratitude to the darkness, to the ugly, to the tiredness, to the exhaustion. Thank you for showing me how to rest. Thank you for guiding me towards accepting, accepting myself more fully. Thank you. And whenever you're ready, you can very slowly move your hands towards your face and cover your eyes. And allow your face to drop into your hands. Surrender into this holding of the hands. And as you're held like this, you can very, very slowly blink your eyes open. Thank you so much for listening and may this be a time where you get to embrace the rest. Held in Sisterhood is held and supported by women like you across the world who have shaped us, informed us, witnessed us, and loved us. Our theme music is a song composed and provided by Isla Schaffer that speaks to unlocking the power of sisterhood. And our beautiful artwork and podcast cover is created by Martha Shahari. Held in Sisterhood is a self-sustained project created by Marlene Zinta and Anna Kopac, who are dedicated to supporting, advocating, and witnessing the transformative power of sisterhood in female relations, family, community, and workplaces. If you liked the episode, like or write a review on your preferred podcast platform. Or if you know of a sister or brother who benefit from this episode or others, please share it with them. It will mean the world to us to spread the love and healing that comes with embodying being held in sisterhood. Stay connected with us. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Comment and share your takeaways with us by using our hashtag #HeldInSisterhood or tagging our individual Instagram profiles. Thank you for holding space for us and being in the space with us. Until next time, sister and brother.